Training camp report from day four of 49ers camp. Croc and I both there are firsthand uh, our reports of what we saw, what we thought from camp. And I think it was a big offensive day. It was a big quarterback day coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at beating Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the lockdown podcast network, your team every stinking day. Appreciate all of the everydayers out there. Appreciate all the everydayers that we saw live at training camp today as Croc and I got our eyes on some of these San Francisco 49ers that were practicing out there in Santa Clara, California. We've got to start, Croc, I think, in the place where most podcasts have started for us really throughout the entire last three years, but especially uh, this offseason so far, and it starts with the quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks clearly, to me, Croc, won the day because reports coming into camp were that the, you know, the defense was ahead, and look, the defense is good. The San Francisco 49ers have a great defense. They win a lot of days at training camp. It happened last offseason as well. And then we show up today, and guess what? It was the it was the offense that was humming. The quarterbacks were confident. The ball was coming out quickly. It was coming out on time. The wide receivers were making plays. And that was my big takeaway from training camp today was how good the quarterbacks, Sands, Brock Purdy, looked. Brock Purdy with an off day. So it was Sam Darnold, it was Trey Lance, and it was Brandon Allen. And they all made plays. Yeah, it was fun. I think going into it, obviously, there's been a lot of conversation surrounding the quarterback position, and you and I wanted to be able to get, uh, you know, a firsthand experience on what that looked like. And I would say it started off and probably really finished probably a lot cleaner than I expected. The quarterbacks were sharp. Uh, they were crisp. I thought they were very decisive with where they were throwing the ball. And I actually, and we'll get into, you know, who performed better. You know, there's a competition right now going on between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance and kind of what that looked like. But overall, it was it was interesting just getting an experience to see just what, what does it look like with our own eyes, what the quarterbacks are doing, what they're asked to do, and what maybe one of their limitations might be that showed up a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I know where you're going with that that limitation. Uh, let's start with, let's go through each one and what we liked and what we didn't from each quarterback. And I think there's a lot more that we liked than what we did not about all three quarterbacks that were playing on Sunday. And uh, Trey Lance was taking reps with the ones for the most part. And he looked pretty good out there, right? He, uh, he, he, he made a play with his legs. He made a couple of throws. He missed maybe one ball that, that I know he would want to have back. And you know how I know he wanted to have a back crock? After practice, he was working on that exact throw on the far field once everybody else was done practicing. So a really good day for Trey Lance, I think. And if you were out there looking for Trey Lance to feel uh, good about Trey Lance and his practice, I think you came away feeling pretty good about Trey Lance. Yeah, you know, it started off right away. Trey Lance, he got the first team snaps now i i put air quotes first team snaps if you're watching on youtube make sure you guys subscribe to the youtube channel uh, but i put air quotes because because you're the first quarterback to take snaps with the 49ers doesn't mean you're going to be throwing with your first group receivers or tight ends i would say there were times when trey lance lined up and i'm like who 
who the hell is out there with him? Okay, that's number 10. That's Ronnie Bell. Okay, that's number 17. That's Conley. And, you know, you're kind of trying to piece together, guys. But the receivers that rotate so much, you can see uh, the first group receivers with one quarterback. Then the next time you see them with another quarterback. So I wouldn't pay a whole lot of attention to who took the first group snaps, except for maybe they go against the first team defense, which I'm going to pay more attention to that uh, next time I go, which I believe will be tomorrow, but definitely for sure Thursday. Uh, but as far as Trey Lance and what it looked like, I thought it looked good. Uh, there were some hiccups early on. Uh, the snaps looked a little weird. There were like there was like a false start. But when he finally got a chance, all right, I'm just going to throw the ball. And I'm going to let it rip. His first throw was a 25 to 30-yard completion to George Kittle right up the seam. Uh, that looked good. Ball came out of his hand. He was very confident with the throw. He threw it in a spot to where it kind of stopped George Kittle, which was good because there was a safety that was kind of coming over the top. So I thought that was a really good job there. He looked pretty comfortable. He did miss the throw to Debo Samuel. And those are probably the things when it comes to Kyle Shanahan and what he's looking for from his quarterback, where he might be a little frustrated with some of the things Trey Lance does or doesn't do. And those are probably the things like, man, you made this nice throw downfield. There was a touchdown right up the scene that he threw later one on the first play of red zone specific offense, where it was like a nice, dark, clean throw to Conley for a touchdown. But the easiest throw out of all your attempts, you airmailed it by a few yards over Debo Samuel's head. And I would say out of all the things that we saw that was good today and some other passes where he got out clean to the ball, to a running back or whatever, you know, nice completion. That was one where it's like, you got to have that. So uh, good day from Trey Lance. Looked efficient. You talked about the uh, play where he scrambled and ran an eight-yard touchdown. Maybe could have been a sack, but overall, it was good to see him utilize his legs and beat everybody to the edge. But the layup throw on the bootleg, which is kind of a staple of what the 49ers are trying to do offensively, you got to make that throw to Debo Samuel. Yep. Uh, the biggest miss of the day was his miss to Debo Samuel. The best throw of the day was probably his deep ball to George Kittle. And uh, I love seeing the seam ball touchdown in the red zone to uh, to Chris Conley for the touchdown there. And then that that rushing touchdown you mentioned, I, that's what I had in my notes as well. I'm looking at him down here. It was a sacked question mark. It was, he, he, hit, he did end up with a couple of muddy pockets. And I know Kyle Shanahan after practice said that they blitzed a little bit more and it did cause some bigger holes for receivers uh, on the back end as well and some coverage lapses uh, but um, they did they did get after the quarterbacks a little bit today and I did notice that and there was an opportunity for someone to move around on that play with the uh, with the scramble where Trey rolled left and uh, the, the pocket got muddied might have been a sack might maybe he would have got away uh, I think your, I think your brother Donald said he thought he got out of that one Donald was with us as well today. Yeah, oh, yeah. My brother Donald, my brother Donald definitely thought that he was like, "No, nah, that's not, not a sack. He got out of it." But again, depends on who you pay attention to. I saw David, my guy David Lombardi. Lombardi does a good job covering the 49ers. Maybe a little biased sometimes when it comes to how he kind of reports some things, but he has some good things to say about Lance today. Uh, but I think he felt that potentially would have been a sack. So uh, it's just kind of the eye, you know, with the beholder. Ultimately, it was good to see him utilize his legs to get out on the edge and 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 beat guys to the end zone. That that to me was uh, a step in the right direction with kind of some of the things that you would like to see out of him. Yeah, and I don't know how much he's done that coming off the ankle. In fact, that might might be the first big run I've I've heard about him in in training camp. So it was good. No, he had a on the first day he had like a thirty yard run. Okay, there you go. Uh, that play though, the left side uh, running a, a quick slant, rookie number ten. Ronnie Bell got open immediately. 
uh, and, and Lance didn't hit him. So he might have had a better chance in timing. He was mostly in timing all day, but uh, in the red zone, he had a couple of plays. That one, he ended up making a play with his legs and then the miss to Debo Samuel. Next, though, Croc, we got to talk Sam Darnold, who yeah. had the best day, I think. We both agree, of all of the quarterbacks and the guy who was probably the MVP right now of early camp and just dominated again at practice in Santa Clara Sunday next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. You can bet just 20 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose at FanDuel. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from money lines, over-unders, to who you think is going to be to going to hit the first home run of a game. You can build your own parlays at FanDuel. The website is super easy to use. I love navigating the app and the website. Safe, secure, and plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And, of course, you can bet on tons of NFL already. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Rookies of the Year. Uh, players of the year, offensive awards, coaches of the year, week one, 49ers, Steelers. You can bet on that one too at FanDuel. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Sam Darnold had a day crock and he had a day top to bottom from how he just looked carrying himself. Comfortable, confident, timing, getting rid of the ball when he needed to, uh, velocity, showing off his arm and his arm talent and his physical ability, and uh, and ultimately moving the 49ers down the field in those 11-on-11 drills and, and made some really nice throws himself, a couple back-to-back that were nearly identical plays, one to Ayuk, one to Debo, uh, and, and both of them found themselves running for long touchdowns. The best way to kind of describe what Sam Darnold looked like today is if you didn't know any of the quarterbacks, if you didn't know who any of them were, and if let's say my wife, right? If I took my wife to the training camp practice and I just said, watch these quarterbacks. And I say, all right, babe, that guy right there, number 14 is Aaron Rodgers. He's won multiple MVPs. Like, you know, what do you think she looked like? He's like, yeah, he looks like he won multiple MVPs. That's what he looked like. If you didn't know who he was, you'd think like, man, is this, Aaron Rodgers. So there might be some people when you say that, hey, Sam Darnold was the best quarterback out there today and better than Trey Lance. They're going to take that as Sam Darnold, 55 games, loses all the times, a lot of turnovers. They're, they're viewing Sam Darnold through the lens of that. But if you isolate just today's practice, he was good. And I would say that the most impressive thing that I saw from Sam Darnold today was on the, the staples of Kyle Shanahan's offense, the deep dig routes, hitting Brandon Ayuk in stride to where now he can race to the end zone, which would have been a, what, 60-plus yard touchdown. Like, that's the stuff I would assume. Okay, I'm going to start by saying pause here. But Tim McDonald, and you guys are all familiar with Tim McDonald, uh, former 49er safety, great, all that good stuff. Legend. He was my defensive back coach when I was with the Jets. Tim McDonald, we'd be watching film. He'd be like, oh, yeah, that gave me a hard-on. And I always thought it was really weird. Like, like, why, why, why do you have to explain it that way? But when I saw what, uh, the throws that Sam Darnold made today, I would assume that Kyle Shanahan in private probably says, 
that gave me a hard on. Like just seeing the 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 velocity of the ball tra- traveling through the air, the accuracy of it hitting Ayuk in stride. Those are the things that Kyle wants to continue to see in his offense. And outside of those throws, which, I mean, they were back-to-back-to-back just darts over the middle. The ability to make plays on the move. Pocket started to collapse on him. He rolled out to his right. And the perfect ball placement over the outstretched hands of an underneath defender right into the hands of Brandon Ayuk. He was terrific today. Will he always be terrific? I don't know. And it sounds like he wasn't great outside of today. But what we saw today, which we've been waiting for this, like the day where you and I both go and look at practice and see what it looks like for us, he was really good. Can he keep it going? I don't know. But today, if you told me it was Aaron Rodgers, I would believe you. He was kind of dumping the ball off a little bit early. Hit uh, rookie tight end, Braylon, uh, Braden Willis on one. And I was thinking, okay, is he just trying to pad his numbers and, and dink and dunk a little bit? And they they started to let it fly. I couldn't tell if it was the exact same play back to back. I know the second one that he hit Debo on. It was if we're if we're if we're nitpicking a little bit, the one to Debo was high, and I like seeing Debo go up and get that ball. Uh, and then he, but he still had plenty. Of, he, had, he had space, and he had plenty of space to go make a play after the catch. I don't know if he actually would have scored a touchdown. They didn't have pads on. And, uh, and they're going to have pads on tomorrow, which is nice. And that, that'll be a lot more helpful to to really evaluate the running backs, evaluate some of the um, the linemen for the 49ers. We were really watching the quarterbacks here, and they're in short, so it's a, it's a good time to watch quarterbacks, receivers, and, and those types of players. Um, I, I want to say one more thing about it. It might have been like either a post or a deep crosser because I, I felt like his his break wasn't as as hard as the as a dig. But it might have been a dig and just, you know. But anyway. Yeah, um, you, you, could, you could do like more of a speed cut on the dig uh, as well. I do want to say one more thing as it pertains to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was the number three overall pick. And when you're the number three overall pick, whether you're Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, or whatever, you typically possess a certain level of talent. To make it at the NFL level, when pretty much everybody is talented, obviously there's some guys that are more talented than others, but when you're that, when you're picked that high, you typically, like, some of the things might look like high-level stuff. So to see him with no pads and, you know, all that, and Brandon Ayuk open, hit Ayuk in a spot where Kyle Shanahan can be excited, you would expect that from somebody that was the number three overall pick. Like, he possesses that kind of talent. So that part wasn't necessarily shocking in the sense of what it looked like coming out of his hand, et cetera, but can he be consistent with it? And that's what makes good NFL quarterbacks. And so far throughout his career, he has proven over 55-plus games or however many he started that he can't be consistent with that. Now, Kyle Shanahan might like him, and the reason why Kyle might like him is, hey, he does have the ability to do these things. Can I get him to be more consistent? And that's clearly a huge question mark. So I know some people are like, Croc, Aaron Rodgers, this guy was drafted higher than Aaron Rodgers. All right, Aaron Rodgers was the 22nd, 23rd, 24th pick, and obviously we see what he has grown into, but in the sense of when they were drafted, Sam Darnold was held in higher regards from a talent perspective. And I think as, as it goes with Sam Darnold, we saw the talent on display today. Can he be more consistent to be a good NFL quarterback? I would say most of us doubt that because of what he's put out there so far on film. So I just wanted to make sure that I, I saw, again, Sam Darnold and, you know, you got the ghost and everything like that. Hey, listen, he doesn't seen ghosts. He's seen all that. Can he be more consistent? Most of us doubt it. But Kyle Shanahan might say, hey, maybe I can do some things to where it puts him in a better situation. I, I don't know. All right, look, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as to say he looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. but uh, What did he look like? What did he look like to you then? He looked like, he looked like a, a veteran quarterback that's physically talented 
and it was a training camp practice in shorts. So we don't. So, 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 so pretty much, so pretty much Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Croc, uh, Aaron Rodgers would have been the first pick in the draft if he would have opened the door for his mom, like Alex Smith did. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that what the difference was? That was like the big thing is I remember that story about they knew he was the guy. They knew Alex Smith was the guy. It was either Rodgers or Smith. And Alex Smith opened the door for his mom when they were out to dinner or something like that with the team in, in you know, those pre-draft meetings. Wow. And uh, that, that, that really got, that really got Mike Nolan. Interesting. Do you but, think that they would have been wrong if the toughest thing with that, right? And Alex Smith, we see how his career kind of turned out and how Aaron Rodgers has. The different adversities that guys have to deal with, how would Aaron Rodgers have handled seven different coordinators in seven years? Yeah. Well, how, would, was- how would Aaron Rodgers have de- dealt with throwing to Arnez Battle as his best receiver as opposed to uh, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, uh, and was it Jermichael Finley? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you know, I, I, I get it. Why? And he got a little bit more comfortable in the offense. And, you know, he had one head coach who was an offensive minded guy. And it's a, it's a lot he different. Would have, he would have had Mike McCarthy as his offensive coordinator his rookie year because McCarthy was with the Niners and, and Alex Smith year one, then went to take the job in in uh, in Green Bay after that. Well, Alex Smith had one touchdown and 11 interceptions as a rookie. So uh, I don't know if that was a great endorsement of Mike McCarthy. No. And also, Aaron Rodgers didn't have to play. So that's actually, it's really interesting thinking about Trey Lance as the 20 year old. We've, we've made that comparison a lot, Alex Smith and, and Trey Lance, the 20 year old um, high character guy that comes in and needs some time and needs some time to play. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers started playing after three years. Right. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm not going to compare these guys to as players, Alex Smith and, and Aaron Rodgers. There were some nice throws. We, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo make some nice dig throws and I'm not going to call him Aaron Rodgers either. Um, but Sam Darnold started 55 games and he looked like a guy who started 55 games today. And apparently in some other practices, you know, uh, the quarterbacks didn't look that great and look, the 49ers have a great defense and usually win the day today. That wasn't the case. Um, there was a, some conspiracy theories here already in the chat. Terror dome says that, uh, Oh no, wait, hold on. Where's the one? Oh yeah. <laughs> Double B studio says this was a media charade planned by Kyle Shanahan. I don't even know what that means. Is so he wanted he wa- he wants the quarterbacks the days that Brock Purdy's not there to look good. Is that what the 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 media charade would be for Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. You'd think it'd be the opposite because he wants Brock to be his guy, or maybe he's just softening everybody up so we're ready for when all of a sudden Sam Darnold starts getting that work with the ones. And starts working ahead of some other quarterbacks. Maybe that's where Double B Studio is going with that. Watching Kyle Shanahan in practice, he just—I'm just here to call plays. Like, there's not a whole lot of coaching or teaching. If you haven't been to a 49ers practice or involved in any pro practice, it's very punctual. Like everything, it's the horn blows and it's just play after play after play after play after play. <laughs> and then the horn blows, they go to another period, and then it's play after play. It's very just. Right now, with everything, I don't even think Kyle has a chance to really think about everything that's going on around him. It's let me call this play. How to turn out? Okay, I'm calling the next play. Okay, and then I'm gonna call the next play. And there's not a whole lot of you don't see him doing a whole lot of interaction with people outside of maybe when there's like the special teams 
uh, period. I think the whole reason Kyle Shanahan became a head coach in the NFL is so he can run that first period where he th- he plays quarterback and throws against the, the 49ers back seven. We got to find out who that kid was. Was that his son? Today. I don't know who that kid was. There was a kid that ran a nice little route. Kyle put one over his shoulder in the corner. He made the catch for a touchdown um, and, and made one of the Niners DBs look kind of silly in the process. So uh, that was a nice throw from Kyle. He threw, he threw more picks than, than last game today for sure. <laughs> The player was the DB, you know, it's kind of a walkthrough, kind of a 50% speed type thing. Maybe, you know, maybe 65% speed. And not you're not trying, but you you are, okay, I need to make sure I'm in the right spot. Okay, let me pick this ball off because he's likely going to throw it to me. And I think it kind of surprised him that the kid, he looked, I don't know, 12, 13 years old maybe, ran like kind of like this little swirl route and Shanahan put it right over the outside shoulder and he caught the ball for a touchdown, and it, it's it's one of the things where it's like, did that just happen? You know, like it's you're you're kind of halfway going. You're not going full speed. Clearly, the coaches who are kind of they're wearing the beanies and they're kind of working the drill, and some of the kids that are around helping, like ball mm-hmm. boys, they are trying <laughs> harder yeah. than the players. And you know but, that player for sure was going to be no none of this fifty percent. I'm going hundred percent now. You're going to do that to me. All right. Let's, it's did on. you see them after that? After after that happened, I saw I saw a different tenacity with some of the yep. players where they're like, uh, "Let me make sure I finish a little strong, strong yeah. here." <laughs> All right, next. Uh, there's another quarterback in town, QB4 for the 49ers. He was QB3 on this day, and some of our other takeaways and some of the players that won the day at training camp, D4 of 49ers camp, next. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to all the everydayers. We appreciate you. Love seeing some of the everydayers that came up to us and said hi at 49ers camp. Make sure you subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. So, uh, I'll put it this way with 49ers camp today. I think if you watch the 49ers quarterbacks, and this is the only day of camp you watched, and we know the reports from other days, but this is the first day we were there, you kind of felt okay. It was like, okay, Trey Lance looked fine. Darnold looked really good. And Brandon Allen, if that's your number three, he would be fine if you're your number two. He looked like a veteran quarterback, um, made good decisions, got the ball out, made some nice throws, made some nice plays. My favorite play from... Brandon Allen was uh, he was pressured. I, th- I don't know if it was a blitz or it was quick pressure off the right side. He, no, he dropped. The, the, it was a low snap. It was a no, low there snap. Was there was two. There was that. Oh, this okay. was before the low snap. He made. Uh, there was pressure off the right side. He stepped up in the pocket, very calm, like a veteran quarterback would. Found I think it was Isaiah Winstead over the middle of the field for a long gain. Uh, and it was just a, it was just a, a, a solid veteran play, you know, stepping up in yeah. the pocket, some of the little things. And then the one you're talking about, Crocker, was a bad snap in the red zone drills. And he picked it up, bolted, um, took off uh, toward the sideline after he picked it up and hit. Did he hit? Are you? Right, right, McLeod. McLeod, that's right. Hit McLeod in the end zone. I do want to talk about, because I, t- I started off talking about some of the completions that Sam Donald had that I felt like were staples in Kyle Shanahan's office, some of the things he's looking for. And I'm trying to view things through a different lens because you and I were at practices last year and we watched Brock Purdy. And neither one of us came away thinking, hey, you know, in a couple months, this guy is going to win eight straight games and end up leading the 49ers to the NFC Championship game. Like, you, you just didn't get that sense by watching Brock Purdy in, in that setting. And, and afterwards, you and I, we kind of revisited that thought and were kind of saying to each other, well, 
what is Kyle looking for from his quarterbacks? Like, are there specific things to where he might hold in higher regards than us just watching the practices? And one of the things that Brandon Allen did where you're hearing that Kyle likes him to some extent, however much, I don't know, but that throw to Isaiah Winstead. Okay. Uh, Little why he may not care as much for Trey Lance. I'm, you know, I might be higher on him than, than he is on, on Lance, but Trey Lance, his first career drop back in live action, preseason Kansas city chiefs. He drops back. He rolls right. He throws a dart to Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk drops it. The original play was those deep curls, where it's like a 15 to 20 yard curl. They might have an option to, to take it vertically, but he sits the route down. And Kyle wants you to throw that ball with timing and rhythm and hit that. That's a staple in his offense. If you hit it, it's a nice completion for about 18 yards or so, right? And Trey Lance did not pull the trigger on that throw. Instead, he rolled out off script play, throws a dart to Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk drops it, you know, and it still would have been a first down. Well, today, why he might like Brandon uh, Allen is when he called that play, what did Allen do? Step up in the pocket, throws a dart down the field to Isaiah Winstead, the guy out of ECU. And I think those are the things that Kyle was looking for. Can you just run the offense how I want you to run it? I am rooting for Trey Lance maybe more than anyone just because I like room for the underdog. And I think he, the way that he's been treated is like really weird. But I don't know if I saw a whole lot of this is what Kyle was looking for. He was efficient. He looked good. But are these the things that Kyle wants him to be doing outside of maybe that seam route throw to, uh, well, yeah, he hit George Kittle on that tight end play. He did it, but the seam to Conley, like that, I feel like Kyle's like, this can be consistent. Like, I need that. Brandon Allen didn't complete a whole lot of passes today, but the ones he did, I think Kyle might hold those to a higher regard. One of his misses was a clear weakness of his, and we teased it a little bit earlier, Croc, and that was the arm strength, and he tried to go deep. It was the old yeah. arm punt. Croc, it was it was well short of where I think he wanted it to go, and I, and I don't even remember who the receiver and DBs were at the time. It was a uh, you know it was the thirteen guys, and uh, the the receiver had to play DB to make sure it wasn't picked off. But yeah. um, and it's funny because we talked about the miss from Trey Lance uh, on the rollout. He missed Debo. Brandon Allen missed the deep ball after practice. Those two quarterbacks were working on those two exact throws on the far field. Got to work on it, and it was good to see Trey Lance go over there and and work on booting out to his right and throwing that specific pass. And I think I maybe saw him go over it 10 times and working on it. He missed. And uh, with Allen on the deep ball, it might be, it might be more timing he's working on. He knows he can't get it to a certain place that other, that, that both Lance and Darnold can get it to. So maybe timing, getting the ball out a little bit early to his spot. So the issue I have with a lot of my younger quarterbacks, like when I'm coaching football, they like to wait, right? When they know they got to throw the ball down the field, they'll drop back and wait, 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 wait. Then they, oh, okay, let me throw it out there. And he's like, bro, you can only throw 35 yards. You can only throw 40 yards. And now you have a guy, now he has to slow down, stop, wait up, right? Like all young quarterbacks, they just want to let it rip. Yeah. Where do the Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning at the end of his career, he couldn't throw a ball past 35 yards. But what do you do? As soon as I say hike, I'm going to throw the ball. So it's only going to go 35 yards, but the timing of it is going to match up with when the receiver is going to get there. And it's a perfectly thrown ball. So uh, with Brandon Allen, he may not have a Trey Lance arm or a Sam Donald arm. But if I just work on the timing of it and throw it just a little bit quicker, it can match up with where the receiver needs it.
A couple other winners and uh, players that stood out to me today. I know pads weren't on, so it's hard to evaluate running backs, but I love what I saw from both Jordan Mason and, and actually really all the running backs look pretty good today. Uh, Tidy's price caught a couple passes. Elijah Mitchell looked pretty good too, but, but Jordan Mason looked maybe a little smaller and quicker. He was shifty on one of his runs out there and, and still running as hard as ever. And I'm sure he's kind of ready for some contact. He fumbled twice though. Well, one he got can't. knocked out by the guard, the pulling guard. No, 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 no. Pulling guard play. No. One was on the sideline closest to us. It was about five yards down the field. And then the other one was further down the field on the far side. Oh, that was, he was already out of bounds. It was over, right? Uh, you know what was? D Winters was coming in late, late, trying to knock some balls out. <laughs> catch some eyes. He came in on the, uh, I, I might have been one of those plays. He was so late after the play. It was like the Greenlaw punching the ball in the NFC Championship game. He was so late. Ball, the get, play was over. Guys were running back to the huddle. He's still trying to get the ball out. From, from one of the running backs. Um, how about this for another winner? Zane Gonzalez, three of three on field goals. He was perfect. Moody didn't kick. Even when they were doing the kickoff drills, Moody wasn't kicking. They were acting like Moody was hurt. That was really weird to me. I don't know how you don't have both guys kicking. We, we talk about winners, and we've gone a whole 32 minutes without talking about early camp MVP. And I think we can probably have this conversation the last couple of years, and I just kind of put a tweet out on, on it. But Brandon Ayu clearly looked to be pretty dominant. And I, I would assume, because they have the pads coming on tomorrow, uh, they're going to do one-on-ones. So I think this is the first time you'll see him kind of do one-on-ones with guys. But I don't know, and this is probably something we also would should have talked about a little bit earlier. The, the first group offense is really weird because even though Trey Lance is taking first group snaps, they rotate. Like, it, it could be random. It's like random receivers out there. So sometimes you might look and you might see Trey Lance with Ayuk and but then it's like Ronnie Bell and then maybe Conley. The next time you look, it's like Conley and Juwan Jennings and somebody else. It's super random. I don't know if that's the case with the defense as well. Like are the defense rotating like that where, you know, even though your quarterback is first group, he's not really going up against a true first team uh, defense. But it was very interesting watching Ayu just look like I am the best player on the field. I mean, anyways, Ayu scores again. Ayu scores again. Ayu again. Ayu catching deep crosser outruns everybody to the end zone. Ayu again. I mean, and we've seen this the last couple years where it just looks like you can't really guard them. And then the 49ers get into actual games and it's like, well, yeah, Ayuk is pretty damn good, but we do got CMC. We do got Debo. We do got Kittle. You know, and our offense is more predicated on the run game and then throwing passes off of the run game. So we're just not going to feature Brandon Ayuk and his abilities on a play-to-play basis. And he's going to likely be another, you know, thousand-yard, eleven hundred-yard receiver. When on a team with a more expensive passing game, he might be a fourteen hundred-yard receiver. I mean, that like like that's just what it looks like. And he's just not going to have that type of opportunity to be that guy on the 49ers because, one, super talented roster. They're going to run the ball. They're going to hand the ball off to McCaffrey a lot. They're going to throw the ball to McCaffrey. They're going to throw screens. They threw a few screens at Debo Samuel today. They're going to throw those screens to him. They're going to throw the ball to kill. I mean, and there's, oh, oh, yeah, by the way, we got Brandon Ayuk. Okay, here, here you go, Ayuk. Here's a nice little, okay, we'll throw the ball a few times to you. Okay, you got three catches today. That's pretty good, you know. And that's just kind of what is going to be while he's with the 49ers. So he's killing it right now. But I feel like every training camp, we have the same conversation about, dang, nobody can guard Brandon Ayuk. Even when he was in the doghouse. The year he started in the doghouse, 
I was there covering practices. And I was like, well, they, can't, they couldn't guard him then either. And I was confused why he was in the doghouse to begin with because could, nobody could guard him in training camp. So that's, again, they can't guard Brandon Ayuk. Nobody can. And the 49ers just refused to feature him. And for reasons I understand, and I'll justify it, but it's just it's interesting watching because on a team that's going to say, hey, run that 10-yard stop, which is just not the 49ers offense, uh, he, you know, he in an offense that's pr- more predicated on a drop back passing game, he'd be 1400 yard receiver. I got one more. We haven't really propped up any defensive players, so I just want to shout out an undrafted defender for the 49ers, uh, Deshaun Jameson out of Texas. He made a nice PBU breaking up a pass on a bigger receiver in uh, Juwan Jennings in the end zone, and uh, he's been having a pretty good camp from what I understand. So, so my, my brother Donald, he's over here, and Donald, come here real quick. Donald, come, come here real quick. I just need you to uh, tell people what you think about Juwan Jennings. Okay, he's not he's not going to come on live. Right. He, Juwan Jennings, I think his role that he plays with the 49ers is very, very, very specific. So it's very interesting hearing Juwan Jennings and the way he talks to, like, about other, like, cornerbacks on social media. And if you look at their responses, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, why are you talking? Like, I don't line up against you. You're a tight end. <laughs> Essentially, like, you're in the slot. You're going to run these quick outs. You're going to do those things. And Donald, who's, you know, he's my best friend. He's basically like my brother. When he's watching, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He's like, who is number 15? Like, he's nasty. He has no routes. He has no separation, you know. And then you watch the PBU by Jameson, and it's like, well, of course he breaks it up because – Jennings can't separate. So I think with Jennings, there is a role for him in the sense of, hey, uh, you know, and we're going to throw this out route to you because they're probably paying attention to Debo and they're probably paying attention to Chris McCaffrey and they're probably paying attention to Ayuk and they're probably paying attention to Kittle. And then, up, oh, we're going to throw it to you. And then it's like, hey, well, I caught the ball now. Y'all know I can get busy a little bit after the catch. And I think he's kind of that guy. Yeah. He and also he can talk smack to anybody he wants because I know in a fist fight, I'm taking Jennings over all those DBs he's talking trash to. He, he's a little rough. He's a little rough around the edges. I like it. Yep. All right. There we go. That's our camp report from today's practice, Sunday's practice. Uh, thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on Locked On 49ers. Croc might be back at practice tomorrow, but we'll have more camp reports for you as this thing gets going. Pads coming on, which means uh, I think the defense might have something to say about how good the offense was Sunday. Monday might be a little bit different story. We'll get to see uh, Brock Purdy in pads as well. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Croc and I back tomorrow right here Locked On 49ers. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this video.